you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. David, football, football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi, and hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available, as always, on Stitcher, iTunes, and at NFL.com slash Shaq. S-H-E-K, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq. Well, we're in August, so it makes sense that we are now loaded for bear on this episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Welcome to it. Coming up in a matter of minutes here, star wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings about to enter his sophomore season, much hyped. Cordero Patterson in the new and improved Studio 66 Maximum Strength! I love those thunderclaps. They really, they really help make it sing. We are in the new uh, facility here. In a matter of weeks, we'll also be giving you video from here in Studio 66 so you can actually watch us doing it and all the guests that we roll through here. We'll be looking forward to dragging through our, all our pals on NFL Network and beyond. Right now, joining us in Studio 66, an old face ready to get it on for a new season on Thursdays. You can be looking forward to, once the regular season gets going, the return of the Red Challenge flag pick segment between Handsome Hank and this guy. Here he is. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? What's up, man? I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited about Thursdays this year. Yes. Big part of this, but I, I tell you, don't rule me out on Monday. How do you know I can't come in and, and uh, you know, do a little week in review. I don't want to. I don't want to promise something and then not deliver on it. People have been hitting me up on Twitter saying, "Where's Rank? Rank will come in here um, at some point soon, but he's been busy as all get out, running around all over the uh, the nation for uh, for NFL.com's Fan Pass, and of course." NFL Now is up and running. Make sure you go and uh, sign up for that app on iTunes or elsewhere. Um, it's basically, let me see, I, I, I'm not a great pitch man. I'm not a great shill, you know, EH. Maybe you can help me out here. It's Now is everything 
a fan of any of the 32 NFL teams would want, which is five or six daily videos or new videos about your team specifically all through the season and, in fact, in front of the season starting now. You can go there, the likes of EH, me, uh, Akbar Bajabiamila, Heath Evans, Willie McGinnis, everybody else, making videos, discussing your team, hacking it up a million different ways um, to your heart's content. And if you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers, you go up, you sign up as a Green Bay Packers fan, and you will receive all Green Bay Packers content as it goes up in the uh, in the moment that it happens there. Pretty cool stuff, and you can go back and look at old archives yep. and stuff and everything else. That's I mean, you pretty much said it right. It's customizable. I mean, that's the best way to put it. So however you want to receive basically your own NFL channel, that's what you're getting digitally, which is awesome. But if you love NFL films like you and I do, it's possible to go back, and if you're a Falcons fan, you can go back and watch the team highlight videos from 1991 and watch the Chris Miller, Deion Sanders. You can watch the story of that season, and that's what's really, really cool is that no longer do you have to have like books of DVDs you recorded off the TV like I have in VHS and stuff. Oh, that reminds know. me. We talked about the last time you were here, EH. I was just in Pittsburgh, PA on the back end of uh, the trip to Canton. I dug up, remember we talked about a couple weeks ago that as a child I used to make my predictions every yeah. year. I would write them down and I would give them to Mo Damashek or whatever and I would put them in a notebook and I would keep them. I found one from 1987, my top 10 college football rankings. Oh, it's so nerdy. It's unbelievable. But uh, we gotta, we, I'll, I'll take a picture and bring that in and Black Tie can make fun of me for, uh, for having done that in my teen years. So what? That's all. <laughs> all right. In the meantime, we, uh, like I say, Corderell Patterson, Cordero Patterson. We'll decide. Oh, where you come down? I, I go Cordero Patterson. Cordero. Cordero. Okay, so that's a sweep then. Black tie seems on the fence. I go Cordero. No, I go Cordero too. Okay. It's got to be fancy if you're going to have a name like that. Oh, I disagree. I think the fancier pronunciation is Corderell. Corderell Patterson has a more, more flair, but I think the pronunciation is Cordero. Either way, we'll what find color, out about uh, that. What color chords do you think are the best? Like as far as the, do you go with the deep brown chords? Uh, I feel maroon. That's is a very little cordy. bit gutsy. Now I I, I have uh, the the dark reds. Now I go you with do. the dark reds. I have uh, I have grays. Do you I go with the thin blue. corduroy, like thin. the thin, or I'm do you like the them big? Right now. You the don't big, even... Yeah. But the big, thick ones. No, the big, thick ones. No, I don't wear those. We live in Southern California. That's okay. a weird uh, affectation. It's like wearing a, a knit cap in summertime. But people do it. The hipsters do it out here. Um, and we're also going to be talking about, because it's August, fantasy football. We're bringing in uh, the the chief of all things fantasy football here at the NFL, Michael Fabiano. I say black tie. Let's do a little snake draft. We'll see how far we get. Maybe just the ten, first 10 or 15 or 20 names because I want to get into the running backs. And this is really a, a quizzical season mm-hmm. for the fantasy owner to draft. How quickly do you have to abandon the running back mm-hmm. position and go for Jimmy Graham or Calvin Johnson? So we'll get into all that with Fabiano as well. In the meantime, we have Cord- Cordero calling in, Fabiano walking in. So let's get to it here. Black tie. We got to get to this week's headlines with the blacklist. The blacklist. Black tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn it, check and wake if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. All right, guys, let's jump right into it. Preseason games are kicking off here this weekend. And uh, first question for you is, which game this weekend are you most looking forward to and why? 
Well, I mean, I don't hide my feeling about the preseason. I get you get duped about it, you get excited. It's sort of like the start of baseball season. When you the first day, opening day of baseball, you see the game and you're excited and then you realize, "Oh, we got 161 more of these." And then you sort of tune out a bit for the next month or 6 weeks and then you start to get warm up as the as the summer warms up. You know, Preseason football, you know, you've been in the desert all summer, so you're excited, and you watch the Bills and the Giants the other night, and you're excited for about four minutes, and then you're like, yeah, oh, now their backups are all in, and you don't care. As I always say, it's football's version of a Civil War reenactment. It looks real, but there are little <laughs> things about it that, uh, that throw you off. That being said, I am looking forward to Ryan Mallett getting a, a prime role here. He'll be in the spotlight, buzz that he may or may not move to the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien, of course, worked with him early on there in New England. I was familiar with him. Obviously has a connection with Bill Belichick. Now, the detractors of that would say Belichick isn't going to hand a QB who he thinks is valuable to another team in the conference. You know, he's not going to do that just because Bill O'Brien's his pal. I get that. But also, uh, Bill Belichick is savvy and likes to collect draft picks. I wouldn't be surprised if he was willing to give uh, to get a pick from the Houston Texans to give up a guy he's going to lose in a year anyway. Now, that's offset by the fact that the Patriots may not trust Jimmy Garoppolo should Tom Brady go down and would rather have Ryan Mallett. So that's the calculation there. One thing I do not concern, I'm not that concerned with is that Ryan Mallett isn't NFL worthy. I mean, the the buzz on him is we have made a sea change over the just the last three or four years since Ryan Mallett was drafted. More and more in the 21st century, QBs who get drafted in the first round or get drafted up high tend to play immediately. We saw that with Roethlisberger and Matt Ryan and so on, but and Joe Flacco and beyond. But over just the last few years, since Cam Newton and everybody else started to roll into the league. These guys are hitting the ground running. And Ryan Mallett, the book on him was bad kid, had some off-the-field stuff. At this point, though, if there were, if, if Ryan Mallett were coming out of Arkansas in 2014, I bet you he would have been a first-round draft pick, back into the first-round pick. People tend to let that stuff go, the character issue stuff, mm-hmm. go a little bit. I don't think they hold it against if he's NFL, if he's got an NFL hose on him. And Ryan Mallett does have that. He's now learned at the knee of Tom Brady for the last three years. You figure that that's helped mature him, teach him the game. I bet you this guy is ready to roll and would be a top 20 QB instantaneously. I mean, is he better than Mike Glennon is a, for instance, cuts the same basic figure, Mm -hmm. long and lean, big arm and all that sort of thing. I just think he's a, I think, you know, if you can get him, people say, what are you so excited about him for? Because he's got first round talent. That's why. EH. What's inter- so that's the game I'm Yeah, well, in. what's interesting, there's two things that you said in that whole soliloquy there. Number one. It's the Bill- Dave Damashek show. I, I speak it. on it. I get it. Bill Belichick, I believe, is 62 years old. So at this point, is he really that concerned about trading somebody in the conference? I don't think so. I mean, how many more years is he going to coach anyway? And secondly, I find it ironic about Ryan Mallett to Houston because Matt Schaub used to be that backup that everybody wanted when he was with Atlanta, if you recall. Mm-hmm, right. And Houston went and got him. And so we, we've seen that a few times over the last few years where there's a backup on someone's team. You know, Kirk Cousins, there's been a lot of talk about him. He was that backup that people were looking at. Uh, I don't know where you fall on the Ryan Mallett versus Kirk Cousins uh, deal, but sounds like Ryan Mallett. Well, Mallett's a first-round talent. I totally understand. 
Uh, not that that means everything, obviously, no. as the quarterback that just As Chris Wessling, I was arguing Chris Wessling's point. You know, he's cynical about what Ryan Mallett's capable of. Why haven't we seen him more? Why hasn't anybody else gone out and gotten him? And, you know, I get all that. And I say, well, because he's a first-round talent. Sure. He's, he's off-field issues don't equal sure. that he, you know, now that he's 24-25, that he isn't mature now. And Wessling says, well, you're assuming all first-round quarterbacks always work out, and they don't. And I said, well, touche to that. That's a good point, Jamarcus Russell and so on. But anyway. Right. It, as far as the game I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the Bengals and Chiefs because, well, there's a couple little things. I want to see what Jeremy Hill does for the Bengals. You know, I think he's going to be the guy there with Gio Bernard, but he's going to be the thumper. Uh, you were talking about fantasy. Who's going to get the touchdowns there? Kansas City, I want to see Alex Smith have a weapon. Just a weapon to throw to. Jamal Charles doesn't count. Okay, that's a running back. Agreed. Uh, but What's really interesting to me is how does how does the passing game worked out work out on like the first drive? Because the Chiefs just let Brandon Flowers go, right? And if I asked you to name the Chiefs starting corners, no way you're gonna be able to name either one of the guys. Okay. I, I know who they are, so it's unfair, but so will Andy Dalton capitalize and be able to destroy them right out of the gate in his two possessions? Or what if against this ragtag group of corners that just lost its best player? And Andy Dalton just signed this monster deal. What if he just comes out and throws a pick six? I mean, I know we don't care that much about this early, but wouldn't that be something if Andy Dalton just came out, boom, pick six the other way, and it really makes people scratch their head because I think people are scratching their head over the money that Andy Dalton got. Well, we went over it, and, and I encourage you to go back and dig up uh, the earlier podcast we did this week. We, we broke down the Andy Dalton deal, and if you really go through it, it's – they can get rid of him in as soon as two years, at most three years if they want to. It's thirty-six million dollars over three years, which you in, in you know if you do if you broke it's I think it's what is it sixteen million in year three or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. But basically, you're looking at thirteen to fifteen, sixteen million annually for him. So that is manageable as far I as agree, the it's manageable. Are well, it's not yeah, terrible, but-, but I agree with you. That this idea that no, well, that well, that puts this in the rearview mirror for the Bengals. No, it doesn't. Putting Andy Dalton now, that you know, the, to to say now you're the guy, and we're, we did this to ease his mind, so he's he's good and clean when he's out on the field, and he can focus on football. I don't necessarily assume that this works out in, in his favor, the Bengals' favor. I don't like that. This is this is meaningless. This is absolute reckless speculation. Classic Damashek uh, reckless speculation owed to nothing. But I don't like the quality of the quotes I'm hearing out of Cincinnati. Things like, we understand now that the regular season doesn't matter. We're looking towards the postseason. Hey, listen, I don't know where you got confused about you guys being the 1989 49ers, but you ain't it. You know, There is the small matter of you handling the Steelers and Ravens a couple of times and your in-state rival uh, Browns who are feeling pretty good about themselves and the rest of the teams that you got to square off with. You're not kissed into the postseason, fellas, just because you haven't done what you wanted to do in January. You're not an automatic uh, entry into this thing um I am more and more and call me a homer I'm coming around on the Pittsburgh Steelers chances you know Daniel Jeremiah talked me out of the Ravens a week or two ago by saying that the offensive line could be their undoing that they're not going to be able to hold up and Flacco's one of those guys who needs the time yep and the running game we saw and lack of weapons I mean Steve Smith I know you love Steve Smith but dude it's year 14 I I mean at some point well he's not their number one though yeah Fine, but Torrey Smith is not a Chris Carter type. Torrey Smith is a vertical threat. He's not a guy that's going to catch 110 balls 
in 14 touchdowns. Ever. The NFL game is not played in Studio 66. Take that, EH. Steve Smith rebukes your claim. Well, I want to I want to play a little game with you because I know you got Cordero Cordero Patterson coming in and you got Fabs coming in. Real quick, if you can make some tally marks with your pen. This should take 1 minute. All right. Let's add up how many quarterbacks we think are better than Andy Dalton. Whoa, EH, it would be great if you listened to the podcast because we did exactly that two days ago on this podcast. We counted them up. What did we ultimately reach, 17 or 18? Was At that, least 17. We, yeah. we, we, because the assertion by Marcus, Marcus Grant, Grant. Um, here at uh, NFL Media was that Andy Dalton – well, you know, listen, quarterbacks don't grow on trees was his mentality. Okay. And therefore, you know, he's he's back into the first half of uh, of NFL quarterbacks. Oh, I, said, I don't think you I could said, say that. I said, no, no, no. I mean, he, what, you think he's the 15th or 16th best quarterback? He is not that. And we ticked off 17 well, or 18 with, with relative ease. Well, then, then since my skids have been greased to get out of the studio, TD, I'm just going to have to say i gotta, I got to leave you with one thing here. Uh, back to Karate Kid. Little known fact. Remember Revenge of the Nerds, Lamar? The guy that had the sure. uh, <laughs> the flimsy. The uh, lip-wristed uh, javelin. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that he's one of the Cobra Kai? I did know that. Yes. You knew that? Of course, of course. How did I, you know I, that? Because I, I, I love my Karate Kid. I, lo- I love uh, Karate Kid. All right, real quick, Black Tie, give us another one before EH runs out of here and Corderell calls in. Cordero. See, now you got me doing Corderell. All right, all right. All right here's a good one here to, to end on. So the, the Falcons host the Dolphins, two hard knocks teams, two in the past three years. But what's more likely to happen this season? Ryan Tannehill, does he enter that great young group of young quarterbacks with you know RG3, Luck, and those guys, Russell Wilson? Or does Matt Ryan enter that group of elite quarterbacks? He has his weapons back. The team's all healthy. What's more likely to happen? Well, real quick, I want to say that uh, Hard Knocks, well, I was pleasantly surprised by it. The star of it, Harry Douglas. What a gem he proved himself to be. And his wife, too. I love the exchange about it's It's like living with me is like having uh, – a husband and five kids, and isn't that great? Yeah, it would be great if we had any kids, but we have zero kids. And he said, even better. See, we get the blessing of kids without actually having to have them. I thought it, he was <laughs> funny he throughout. And he was female deodorant. That was funny. Mike Smith, though, the big loser, the head coach, Tevas. What head coach in the NFL wears Tevas sandals? Horrible. EH, answer the question, and then you're released from yeah. Studio 66. I, I'm going to go with the second one, Black Tie. I, I think Matt Ryan has a better shot of entering the elite than Tannehill does right now. I mean, a big part of Tannehill last year was getting sacked 58 times. Ditto, Matt Ryan got sacked like 44 or 47 times. We've seen great play from Matt Ryan before. We have not seen that from Tannehill. He's not linking up with Mike Wallace on the deep ball. I don't think that he has the weapons. What kind of running game does he have right now? They want Lamar Miller to break more tackles. That's not happening. You can make the argument their most consistent weapons are Charles Clay and Brian Hartline. So with that, I like Matt Ryan getting Julio Jones back. Roddy White is at least a proven commodity. But again, for me, maybe I'm playing it safe here. We've seen it from Matt Ryan before. Just to clarify, though, I meant you know Matt Ryan being elite or Ryan Tannehill being like I understand. The yeah, game. Ryan Ryan Tannehill entering the Andrew Luck exactly. kind moving of into level. one higher tier. Or, yeah, exactly. or a couple of tiers yeah. higher. I'll take Matt Ryan. All right, good stuff. All right, EH, you got to run. You head out of 66 right now. I like that question, Black Tie. I'll go with this. I can go off the board. I don't have to say either one of those guys, correct? I could. I don't have to say. Because you know what? I listened to the Around the League podcast earlier this week, and they debated Ryan Tannehill, and they referenced Bill Barnwell. 
of Grantland who said that it is that Ryan Tannehill is somehow more enigmatic now than he was even when he was coming out of A&M a couple of years ago. Um, to be fair, as EH points out, Mike Wallace has to take take care of his end of the bargain, you know, and and uh, and be more effective in year two down there in Miami. In the meantime, I could see Matt Ryan, I'm uh, uh, top tier, like top five or six QB. No, I don't see that for Matt Ryan. I'll tell you though, I said this before Brandon Marshall did. Here's a bold prediction out of Damashek. Your super, your uh, your. NFL MVP 2014 for the regular season. Don't do it. Don't Jay do Cutler. it. Don't. Jay Cutler is going to be your MVP. That's what I it. said, and I say it again. He's the MVP. He was off four weeks into last season. He would have been the MVP. Don't. See, I'm, I'm People back forget here. how good he was initially and how rugged he was playing, and, and he, he was cutting that figure of being the team leader. I think if they can stay right this year, the biggest threat to the Green Bay Packers is their division foe. There's no way you think Jay Cutler can really be the MVP. But the premise of your question but is who's going to been? step up in tier? I get and it. I'm saying Jay Cutler but is that MVP, guy. But for MVP, has there ever been an MVP who was not top five at his position in the Certainly. last 10 years? Certainly. In the last 10 years, not top five I don't at his know. Position? Pull up yeah. a list of the MVPs, and I'm sure we can find one. There are guys that uh, sort of come out of nowhere and – and win an MVP. Um, yeah, listen, I like uh, Jay Cutler quite a bit this year. I, I like that offense. Again, Chip Kelly and the Eagles got a lot of the noise last year, but Mark Tressman did great things in year one in Chicago, and he has those – and, you know, consider Alshon Jeffrey still has room to grow. Let's say he gets even that much better, plus Martellus Bennett, plus, of course, Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte, the perennially underrated guy – I listen. You watch, and that all. And the other thing is, the knock on the Bears that people still hold on to, sort of like people who still say, "Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is old and slow." Well, I guess you're not paying attention because that's not the case anymore. The Chicago Bears' offensive line is no longer a position of weakness for them. They now have a good offensive line, or reasonably good one at least. So, all right, what's next on the blacklist before we uh, before we move on here? Well, just real quick because we got to go. Cutter is right. in a couple of minutes, but just when he really, calls, really then we'll stop. Yeah, really quick. Last one. So, bonus question here. What's the Eagles? Apparently, they might return back to the light green uniforms, the Kelly uniforms. Oh, Would yeah. you do that? What's your thought on that? Well, first of all, it makes sense to do it. Their coach is Chip Kelly, so it's a nice tip yeah. of the cap to go with the Kelly green. But beyond that, from a sartorial point of view, it's a grand uniform. Simple is almost always better, and that's what those Eagles uh, jerseys are. With the, uh, the you know no lines on them mm-hmm. or anything, just nice and clean. That bright green. The problem is, plus the green hat, the knock on them would be is people have already started tweeting me and saying, would this be the best uniform in the NFL immediately? How can I say until I see with my own two eyes what the road uniform is going to look like? I've got to see it before I can declare that to be the case. Off the top of my head, if they go white shirt, white pants with the green hat, with the Kelly green hat, they'll look very much like the 1985 New York Jets, Mark Gastineau, Ken O'Brien, Freeman McNeil, at all. I think they'll look a, a, a lot like that. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I would I would love to see that move. You know I always love uh, Jersey talk on the audio podcast, but uh, it does look a lot like the Nigerian World Cup uniforms. Ah, that's like true. The kids, uh, but I'm not a big fan. Too green Why is the phrase 
that uh, why do they, when, when they say uh, my own two eyes, isn't that unnecessary when you talk about my eyes? I have to see it with my eyes. I, what, my own two eyes? Some people have one. It's too much. It's too wordy. My eyes. I'll, I have to see it with my eyes. What I have to see? My own two eyes. Some that's people a waste. have one. That's two extra syllables that if I don't say them, I have to use elsewhere. You understand? While we're on words, I want to talk about this too. I, it occurred to me at, because we were in Canton last week. What is the, the? Is there a word in the English language that has more range than the word bust? Bust. If you are in Canton, Ohio, the football player who got the gold jacket also gets a bust of his head. You know. But then again, I can bust out something. I can bust out a song, or I can bust a move. I can bust a move. Or I could bust up your face. And these are wide-ranging things. They don't all mean the similar thing. Usually some words, they all are in the same vein. But if you have a bust, you have a bust of your head, then you did something great. But if you're a bust of a football player, then you're a bad football player. Or bust can reference a woman's chest. You see? You blow my, my mind, Jack. You blow Ain't my that mind. right? Didn't I just blow your mind? You I, I want to see anybody out there. Hit us up, Czech Republic. Feel free to drop us the a, most versatile wor- word. Yeah, hashtag uh, DDFP. What is the most versatile word? I'd love to hear one more than uh, than uh, than bust. All right, uh, the phone's ringing. Fine, but uh, black tie. Make a mark. I want to get back to. I want to talk to you about this Kevin Love and uh, Andrew Wiggins jazz. But all right, let's get to him. He's on the phone. Corderell Patterson. All right, this is exciting. Look who's on the line about to start his sophomore season up there for the Minnesota Vikings. According to Greg Jennings, he is destined for greatness. Let's talk to him right now from the University of Tennessee. Here's the volunteer. Corderell or Corderell Patterson. What's the poop, fella? What's up, man? Not much. Just hanging out right now. All right, now settle it because there, I, I this is the name in the NFL right now that all the talking heads they they are certain that they're pronouncing it right. Well, how do you say? Oh, it? it's Cordero. Cordero. See, I mm-hmm. told you, black tie. You wanted to argue with me about that? No, I say Cordero. <laughs> so, how are you, man? How was the off season? What? By the way, so you go from rookie season. Second half went really well for you of the season. You really started to emerge there. What did you do in the off season for fun? What did you do to stay in shape and get ready for year two? Oh man, I had the opportunity to uh, to go back. I had the opportunity to go back to school and trying to finish up on a couple classes and you know office. All season was great, man. I got got a chance to throw at Matt Castle a little bit, and hmm. you know, I try to enjoy my uh, try to enjoy the off season as much as I can. But you know, this is work. This is work. is twenty four months long. So I mean, twelve months long, and it just it seems like it never ends. So you just gotta you just got to keep grinding every day, and no days off. But you know, just try to sit back with my family and just try to enjoy it sometimes. Well, we see you now working with Puma, which means you get to hang out with the likes of Usain Bolt and those guys. Did you work out with any <laughs> NFLers? <laughs> no, I, I actually didn't get to uh, get to meet Usain Bolt yet. And, ah. you know, <laughs> I know, man. I, I'm trying to meet him, and you know, I'm trying to get the Puma guys to set something up, and you know, just just try to get the opportunity to meet him and 
I'll just hang out with him for a day. What do you think? How uh, would Usain Bolt, do you imagine that he would embarrass you in a race, or do you think you could stay fairly close to him? I don't feel like he's going to just embarrass me now. That's, that's just downgrading myself. Mm. You know, but it depends on what we, how much, how, uh, what's the distance we're racing for. So I know he's a, he's a long guy, so I probably can beat him like in a five yard, ten yard. <laughs> run, so, I, but anything after that, you know, I I think he 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 would get me. Yeah, well, but I mean, he's the fastest. It's not a slight to you. He's the fastest man on the planet. Let's say we lined oh, up all the NFL players. Would Cor- would Cordero Patterson emerge victorious from that group? Oh man, it's it's a lot of great fast guys. Who's faster NFL. than you? Hey man, it, probably a lot of them faster than me. But it, it all depends on what, like, what we racing for. So, you know, I just I just heard you know Jay Z and Beyonce. You know they is they going through some things right now mm-hmm. and. You know, if Beyonce at the finish line, you know, I feel like I'm going to win that race. <laughs> I see. So it's so Beyonce is your carrot, in other words. Oh man, she she just got the she got the missing the piece of to me. You know, I feel like that. You know, she's she's like everything a man wants, mm-hmm. you know, what a man dream of. And, you know, if Jay Z ain't doing it right, you know, I, I feel like I could do her because. Well, I you know, I don't know how to feel about this. So Jay Z, we haven't heard officially yet, but you're just letting it be known in case things don't they can't <laughs> fix things. Now, no problem with uh with uh, you know, somebody who already has, has a baby now. You're you're ready to Blue Iris, I believe is her name. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that, man. I have a daughter of my own, so I feel like those two kids get along just great. Oh, so it's like the Brady Bunch for for the 21st century. That's great. You come with one, and uh, and she comes with one. Perfect. Blue oh, Ivy, man. Black Tie's telling me, not Blue Iris. All right, I don't know what the Jay-Z and Beyonce's kids named. All right, I'm just happy to hear that Cordero's going to raise her as, uh, as his own. So, all right, so we can follow you at, at CFLASHP84, C-E-E slash P-E-E 84. I want to make sure everybody follows that. And, uh, of course, we'll follow your relationship uh, situation with uh, Beyonce, hopefully, over the coming months and years nah, here. man. You know, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that at all, man. You know, I respect Beyonce and Jay-Z a lot. I kid. And I hope they get things together, man. I got Yes, yes. I, 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 <laughs> that comes from the heart. I really hope Jay-Z hey, can yeah, work I, this I out. I that be known for people to misunderstand me sometimes. Unless Beyonce has ever watched the Vikings play before and said, hey, who is that guy out there? there number 84 then there's nothing you can do you're only a man you're only a human being after all (laughs) so what do you think in the meantime what do you think about guys like greg jennings and it's not just him he's he's on your team so he is supposed to talk that way i feel like you are one of the most buzzed about guys right now i don't know how much that's reaching you but from where I sit, everybody said, watch out for Cordero Patterson in year two. He's going to soar into the stratosphere of NFL stars. How does that uh, hit your ear right now? Or does that do you think, like, I don't want to hear that kind of talk? Or, yep, I'm about to prove him right. Man, sometimes you want to hear that, then sometimes you don't. To me, it's like a 50-50. You know, some 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 fans and people, you know, they, they blow it up too much of blow it up too much and sometimes you know you can't you can't satisfy everyone so you know I just at the end of the day man I just got to go out and do and play my game but you know and you know I only can make myself happy at the end of the day man you know? so I got to go out and do me man I know what I can and can't do and 
No, Greg, tell me all the time, man. Just be yourself. Don't go out there trying to be Superman. Go out and make plays, and you know, just play like you know how to play. And so, you know, I just sit back and listen to Greg all the time, man. And he he always try to say I'm the number one receiver on this team, but hmm. it, it it really is, you know. He just like to take some of that pressure off of him and try to throw it on me. But at the end of the day, Jennings is the number one receiver we got. Yeah, this must. If nothing else, the Vikings have two of the funnier wide receivers. Greg Jennings is a delightful fella, and so far you've proven <laughs> to be the same. So, uh, so, so I like that at the very least. How's Teddy Bridgewater look so far? He wears a glove every day, right? Oh, yeah, man. He, he wears a glove every single day. He sleeps in, in it, right? He w- wears it in the shower and everything. I'm never taking it <laughs> off again. I don't think i ever seen him without his glove, for real. <laughs> but uh, Teddy, he, he's a great guy, man. He, he's young, just like me, coming in his rookie year, learning a whole new offense. And, you know, they they throwing a lot of things at Teddy. You know, see how much the first-round pick can take, man. So they did that to me the same way. And Teddy, he's been taking it so good, man. Like, there's no pressure for him, you know. I've seen a little article. He said he, he's not nervous about tomorrow, and that, that's great, man. We need that out of our quarterback. And he go in and he compete with Christian and Matt every single day, man. And so uh, I feel like he's going to be a bright future uh, ahead of himself. And you know, I wish the best for that guy and, you know, all hats off to him. Well, listen, I don't know how we can settle this thing, you and me here and now, but let's try our best. Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Castle, Christian Ponder. What do you think here? Who suits Cordero the best? To be honest, man, I had the opportunity to work with all three of those guys. and You know, since last year, Christian has stepped it up a lot. Hmm. Matt Castle, he's doing a heck of a job. And I feel like when uh, Teddy got drafted, I feel like those boys, they felt like their job was on the line each and every day, like my job is on the line. So, you know, they stepped it up a notch, man, and they working hard, and we need that. Uh, we need that out of our quarterbacks and compete and just get each other better, man. And at the end, end of the day, man, my hats off to all three of those quarterbacks. Who else be the starter? Is it Christian? Or is it Teddy? Is it Matt? It, it really doesn't matter, man. I'm gonna be behind my quarterback 100, percent and you know, I'm gonna catch his balls, man, and do whatever I take to make sure he have he had the right stats. I tried my best. You heard it. I tried to I tried to catch Cordero there, but boy, he was like a savvy old vet with that answer. Oh, all three are great. I, I that was a ter- that was well played, sir. You should play that at uh, rookie symposiums. That's how you answer a question. You don't want to say who you think is uh, who should who should be under center there. All right, so who's the better athlete, you or Adrian Peterson? Oh man, I, I see Adrian Peterson trying to hit a baseball for it. It was ugly, so. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, a person will say himself is a better athlete, but just watching Adrian Peterson, man, the work, the work he put in, you know, on and off the field, just it's amazing. You know, as a young guy, you know, you you want you coming in, you hear about Adrian Peterson so much, you you just want to know what his work ethic like. You know, some great guys like him don't want to do stuff, but he put in extra work, man. He put in extra work before practice and after practice more than everybody. So. You know, just just watching Adrian Peterson, man, it just makes you want it harder. It won't. It just makes you want it more and more every day. Well, Teddy Bridgewater, Cordero, and the rest, rising stars. Adrian Peterson, certainly the face of that team. Is he a nice guy? Does he come over to you? And uh, does he? Well, when you're a rookie last year, is he fun guy? Does he laugh with you guys? What's he like as a superstar? Oh man, as as a young guy, you know, it's just you just want to know how it is to be Adrian Peterson, but. No, he's a great guy, man. And uh, today, for some, he was so playful with today with me, man. And it was kind of funny, you know, to see his other side. You know, because you no, know, everybody always think he's so 
so serious and mean, but he, he's a great guy, man. He's always always smiling in the locker room, just having fun with us, man, just just showing he, he's not what people think he is and, you know, you need that out of your the face of your of your team. I would think so, legitimately. I think we've seen now that a guy who operates, you know, uh, uh, seriously, you, you watch how Kobe Bryant comports himself. I think that's off-putting now. You watch how LeBron acts, and he has fun. I think that sort of sets the tone. I think we've been talking about that a lot here as it applies to the Seattle Seahawks, that they have a good time, and that uh, that lends itself in the 21st century to success. you got to have a nice guy at the top of the hill. How then is Mike Zimmer now as you go from Leslie Frazier? Is Mike he – because he seems – I mean, I watched uh, Hard Knocks, and I've been aware of his attitude over the years. He's hard-nosed kind of guy. Uh, what, what's that transition been like? Oh, man, he, he's an amazing guy as a coach. You know, no, nothing to uh, Coach Frazier or anything, but last year I, I never get to, like, just, like, to talk to uh, Coach Frazier. Mm-hmm. And this year, you know, I, I actually go up to Coach Zimmer a lot of times, maybe twice or three times at practice, and just joke around with him because he got that kind of vibe. But hmm. no, he, he he's a hard he's a hard coach, man. He he him and uh, Coach Turner they gonna let you have it. They don't care if you twenty eight, fifteen, five. You know, they they gonna tell you how it is, man. And you know, you need that out of your coaches. You know, there's nothing handed to anyone on this team, so. Even A.G. Peterson, you know, everybody, he's just like, you know, man, he's not here to say he want to win, you know, and, you know, even given day, your job can be gone. So he want to win bad as we do. So, you know, you need that out of your coach. How about, uh, if you've heard the news, big stuff for Minnesota sports for the Twin Cities, Andrew Wiggins. What are your thoughts about that one? Oh, man. I, you know, I actually heard about an hour ago, you know, I've seen on Twitter that he was coming. You know, yeah, I respect his game. You know, watching him in college, you know, saying so one year, one year he did, and you know, hats off to him. So, and I'm, I know, I'm ready for him to be here. Whatever number he is, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and get his jersey. Nice. You know, I'm gonna be, be, be a fan. Him, him and Zach Levine, Levine, how you say his name? Yeah. I'm be a fan of both of those guys, man. We got some young, bright talent that's in here, just with Teddy. So. Uh, I'm just ready to see what those guys. That's right. It's an exciting time. Everybody's too busy talking about Cleveland. Minnesota's got it good too. With you, yeah, you're exactly right. All the young stars up there. Here's what I want you to do, though. I want you to drop Andrew Wiggins a line and welcome him to the Twin Cities. And you know, then that'll grease the skids, and you two can become fast friends. You can show them all over. You can show them your Minneapolis. Oh yeah, when I see him, you know, I'm a. I introduce myself to him, but he, he probably won't know because I know he don't know anything about Minnesota. He's <laughs> like, when I first got here, I didn't know anything. I like talking to you, Cordero, but uh, it's clear <laughs> it's time for you to go off to practice. I want you to go do your thing. I want you to stay healthy this year. I want it to be good times. I want it to be a successful season for you and whoever your quarterback is. And I want to talk to you again because I find you positively delightful. <laughs> All right, man. It was nice to meet you. I hope to talk to you soon. Excellent. Cordero Patterson there going into year number two for the Minnesota Vikings again at C Flash P84. Thanks for the time. Dave. Dave. I like them, Black Tie. Nice fella, that. Good guy, guy, yeah. He's like a lot of guys who's head over heels for Beyonce. I am not, though. I'm not I'm not big on Beyonce. Is that or right? Or Jay-Z, for that matter. I like their you music. You don't like is okay. Jay-Z? No, it's their whole, their whole shtick of trying to be royalty and 
you know, watch the throne nonsense is not viable. But me. twelve years ago, when you heard uh, a Jay Z record, no, I mean, you? still today I'll listen to them. But like oh, in terms right. of like them as people, they just really, really get on my nerves. However, though, wow, somebody Blue Iris, team, really, someone's team Corderell. Apparently, I am too. Yeah, you're Blue, you're hoping Corderell gets a shot at Beyonce. I do, yeah. But seriously, Team Blue Iris is that Beyonce? Like, all right, I didn't know. Whatever, Blue something or other. I don't know. I was close. Blue Ivy. It's Blue Ivy. Come on, player. All right. Well, listen. What happened happened, and I'm not going to live life in the rearview mirror. Is Blue Iris though? Isn't that the Woody Allen movie with uh, what's her name in it? With uh, can't think. Of, I can't think of the actress. I don't know name. who's in it, but Marcus Grant, who's here in studio with me, said it's Blue Jasmine, not Blue. Uh, Blue Jazz. Which is correct. It That's is Blue a terrific Jasmine. picture, too. Another Woody Allen gem. All right. Um, all right. So, Blue. So, it's Blue Ivy. And uh, look out, Jay-Z, because Cordero's coming together. I like the idea of Cordero shepherding uh, Andrew Wiggins around uh, the Twin Cities there. All right. Now we are into August. If you have not signed up yet at NFL.com for your fantasy league, shame on you. You better get with the program because it's about time. If you haven't heard, pro football kicks off for real in less than 30 days now. Here to kibitz with us about uh, your fantasy. So give us some fantasy insights so you're prepped for your draft. He is the editor of NFL.com's fantasy product. You'll be watching him all season long on NFL Fantasy Live. And he's a Hall of Famer to boot. It's Michael Fabiano. What's the poop, fella? How are you, my man? Oh, I'm swell. You know, football is now just about in full swing. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for my fantasy drafts. I so far have two leagues certainly i may join a third or a fourth where how many are you up to this season yourself 10 10 10 that's right not, now. that's not bad you're in our league right you've you're done in the, 14 oh yeah i see i didn't count you're in that the one. fantasy live league I, believe. I haven't been contacted yet if you were in it last year weren't you yeah so what i haven't been so re- you, look, look you contact me i'm the commissioner all right you got a spot buddy as long as i'm uh, the commissioner you got a spot all right let's do something now this is a thing that a lot of people are doing i think the best way to address the running back position, and that's what uh, we're going to do right now, mm-hmm. Fabiano. We talk about it all the time, you and me. We kibitz about the fact that just as gold is precious because it's rare, so too are NFL running backs who are viable, number one options for you. I think the best way to address them then is let's do a two-man, unless Black Tie behind the glass wants to join in. He's shaking his head. He doesn't feel like he's up to speed. You know what? I'll do it. I'm, I'm not a, oh, I'm not my a, goodness. I am not a research fantasy kind of guy. I go feel. I go vibe, you know? Oh, Body at, language. Yeah. Vibe, huh? Yeah, you're, yeah. T- yeah, you're playing off of uh, Damashek's program a reason, there. There's a reason I'm a two-time champion the last three years with the NFL Fantasy Life Producer League. I've rubbed Whoa, off on you, though, Black Tie. See? Reckless speculation. Who needs statistics and facts? Use your gut. Use your heart. That'll serve you well. All right. So let's do a three-man mock draft then. Let's do it. How many teams should we say we're doing? 12? I think more people have 12. Well, you know that ten kind of stuff. is standard on NFL.com. 10 is so more popular. So if you're popular. playing in an NFL managed league, it's 10. I think that's wrong. I think you should do 12, uh, 12-team league. And, as you know, I also think you should do auction leagues over yes. Snake, but more people do Snake. So let's do that. I'm a man of the people. Fabiano, start us off. No PPR jazz either. I don't care. We're about going that. standard. Let's go standard. Okay. Let's just go through them and provide me with the analysis behind it. Mm-hmm. Who's the first overall pick? Adrian Peterson. Uh, I know he's 29, but the man is a cyborg. I don't think he's human. If you cut his skin, I mean, you're looking at adamantium in there. The guy is just an absolute beast. 
And North Turner being the offensive coordinator in Minnesota now just increases Peterson's value. He's coached Emmett Smith, LaDainian Tomlinson. Frank Gore had his best year under Turner. So did Ricky Williams. So did Lamont Jordan, if you remember Lamont Jordan uh, from his Oakland mm-hmm. Raider days. So you put that on top of a guy who's that talented and who's now going to be utilized as a pass catcher more, you could see Peterson catch 30 or 40 passes. That's typically not what he does. You get him open in space, I think he has a very good season. Peterson's my man. I get and it. And he's safe, too. He's a safe pick. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily trust that he's going to suddenly turn into a pass catcher at the age of 29, and he is 29. And Frank Gore provides some optimism that you can continue to be relevant sure. into your 30s. Curtis or, Martin had a huge year at 31. It doesn't I happen typically, it. but it can happen. I'd like to go here. I'll, so I'll go second here, and I'll go Shady McCoy. Okay. But that one that also. Makes sense. The reason Adrian Peterson, I want to poo-poo that, except that the other guys who you might consider also have the asterisk of Shady McCoy. As a, as a for instance, mm-hmm. he got a ton of touches last year. That's yep. a lot. That's uh, disconcerting yep. if you look at historically a running back that gets that many touches tends to fall off. And same goes for Jamal Charles, slightly built, all that sort of stuff. He's been everything to Casey's offense. He figures to be again, but will he wear down? I mean, I, that, more than any other position, I think running back, you want to go youth. You know, yep. forget name sure. value. I see Adrian Peterson has the name value, but to me, the the youth is the biggest thing. You know, that I think the NFL teams, in in a real sense, have figured that out for the most part. I just an exception to that rule. Okay. I, but you know, can't go wrong he told with me McCoy or Charles or When Peterson. we talked to him black tie at the Super Bowl, Adrian Peterson, and you can look that one up on uh, NFL.com. What is it? Slash uh, shooting the check. You can look at you can look that up. He told me. I said, "Who try? What, what do people say? Do they talk trash to you on the field?" And he said, "They do. They accuse me of uh, having taken something to get back on the field so quickly and so effectively." I said, "Really? They say that to you out on the field? What do you say back?" And he said, "Only thing I've, I, I'm on is the blood of Jesus." <laughs> Which I found very intimidating. I didn't know how to respond to that one. I Purple just took Jesus. Him at his word. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'll go Shady McCoy here. Year two in that uh, Chip Kelly's offense. You figure even if he does fall back a little bit, he's still gonna get a ton of touches. He's gonna get every opportunity, and he'll give you those weeks where he scores two or three touchdowns to yep. to earn his keep. All right, Black Tie, you're next. I'm going with the former guest of the show. He was actually fun. He did some Andy Reid impressions. I'm gonna go with uh, Jamal Charles. You know, I mean. If this was a PPR, I might go Calvin Johnson, but you guys play standard, which is boring. I don't know why. PPR is not uh, yeah. a good way to play. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's today's it's today's NFL. It's a it warps league. things. It war- that makes Julian Edelman more valuable than you well, know I mean, than Brandon Marshall or something. I mean, those getting those first downs, getting those ten yards, it's part of the game. Like, I, it's, it's, I understand it's part of the game, but for me, philosophically, whatever makes your league the most like real football GM and that's what I'm for. But that's, guys, that's, guys catch passes and don't have a ton of yardage. I mean, you remember Derek Mason, he would have some games where he'd catch seven passes for 60 yards. Well, that's only six points in a standard league. He was much more involved in the offense. You should reward the guy for that. But at the end of the day, who's more valuable? I mean, is Derek Mason's value... Be, does is Derek Mason a better real wide receiver than Randy Moss? No, no of course not. not. But Randy but, Moss had way more fantasy points than Mason ever. Even did. in the PPR, oh sure. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. like, yeah. look at a guy like Earl Bennett a couple of years ago. He had three catches in a Monday night game, and all three were first downs of a touchdown. Like they weren't big yardage, but that's part of the game. Either way, mm-hmm. Jamal Charles, obviously, I think. I think you just made my point by using Earl Bennett. 
Like I, if Earl <laughs> no, Bennett's on your but team, the, then it's yeah. Then but that's the point is, like it's part of the game, and we have to start rewarding that. But I go with Charles again, just because okay, big like time that. playmaker. And uh, all right, these first few are pretty easy. It's just right. to taste what you, with the first few, and that number four, Matt Forte. And I don't think there's any question about it. Had a huge year, his best fantasy season since he was a rookie when he broke out and had a huge, uh, a huge campaign. Mark Tressman's offense is really just geared towards offensive mm-hmm. production from the quarterback, the wide receivers, and, of course, the running back. And forget about Michael Bush. Remember, that was sort of like the the, the dig on Forte was, oh, he's not going to see goal line carries. Well, he did last year. Uh, Michael Bush is gone. You're looking at uh, Kadeem Carey right now. Forte, I've actually heard some people think uh, he's the number one overall pick. I, I don't agree, but four, I'll take him. I don't know that he's number one, but, yes, I, I like agree it. with you. And Hard for what it's to. worth. He has a chip on his shoulder, and and the guys that know how to turn slights into a chip on their shoulder are worth looking at. Forte is legitimately, you might scoff at this, but is legitimately angry that he was 91 on the top 100 list of the top 100 players. I don't put any oh, stock let me tell you into something. that at all. Let me tell you something. He, He's you mad. can laugh at that. He legitimately doesn't like it, and that's a little more fuel sure. and more practically you know, you look at the year No Sean Moreno had last year. Mm-hmm. Chuck Muncie back in the you know late in the early eighties. Uh, used to love his face mask. I did too. Well, I liked that he wore the and black the goggles. Yeah, those were, yeah, that was that was cool as yeah. well. Um, guys 46. who play in pass first op- in offenses that you think of these prolific scoring offenses. It seems counterintuitive that the running back would benefit from that, but they do, in fact. You know, that guy's sure. going to – they're going to get the ball down into the red zone quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He'll get some uh, some glory touchdowns because of that, because of Brandon Marshall or Alshon Jeffrey and so on they're and They're going to move the ball downfield, yeah. I like that one. All right, now I'm really just stalling because at number five, I'm not sure which way to go here. What do you think here, Fabiano? Calvin Johnson too early here? That's way too soon. You, to... you know me. I don't draft wide receivers in the first round unless I've got 10 and 11. Then I'll take Calvin in a running back. But Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy? Well, that's what I was just going to say. Lacey? I just say the youth is the, probably the best way to go. Um, I think of it this way, Dave, too. I uh, like that. Not to yeah. interrupt, but he played how many games without Aaron Rodgers last year? Yeah. Eight? Scott Tolzien was his quarterback. Matt Flynn was his quarterback. Now I, you get Rodgers in there, you ain't putting an extra guy uh, in the box at the line of scrimmage to stop Eddie Lacy. Uh, it's kind of like Peyton Manning and, and this year Monte Ball, last year Noshaw Marino. Forget it. I hear you. My concern with him is I love the youth, but he was – we're just a year removed from him. The knock on him was coming out of, out of Bama was that uh, he got hurt a lot. And, right. And, and you know – how much you consider that? How much you include that in your uh, in your thought process here? Also, I don't know because remember the buzz was about a year ago. He didn't love football; it was a means to an end for him. Those guys also get an asterisk. I don't know that he's going to burn out on football in year two, but you know you've seen that with certain guys that they that they just don't love doing it, and I, and that was another thing about him was that this was something that he wanted to provide for his family and all noble sort of stuff. But if he doesn't love football, in the winter up there in the NFC North. I don't but all that being said, I think he you know what? I'm not gonna do it. And call me a homer all you want. I'm going Levy and Bell here. What about that? You're a homer. You think that's a bad pick? No, I like Levy and Bell. I really do. He's versatile. I He's don't gonna like catch more balls. Carry average. He will catch although Lacey did have thirty five catches last year. Uh, Bell should have fifty in, in the offense for the Steelers. I like Bell and heck He's a featured back. Uh, the one thing I worry about with him is that is LeGarrette Blunt going to steal those short yardage and goal line carries uh, where Eddie Lacy's not going to lose anything. So that's why I like Lacy more, but I like Le'Veon Bell. He's a first-rounder. 
I don't imagine, based on Mike Tomlin and the way Todd Haley sort of called plays um, recently, I don't know that they're going to really be consistently rotating Levy and Bell out once they get inside uh, short yardage near the goal line. If situation. you're right, then Bell is a much safer pick, sure. But and in fact, still I, a first I think he's regardless. the better op- option. You know, Laguerre Blunt is a banger. Guess so is Le- Levy and Bell, mm-hmm. and he's more spectacular. Has the ability to vault over. I mean, that's a legitimate benefit. You know, it's nice to have Pete Johnson at the goal line, have a 300 pound guy banging at the goal line, but it's also nice to have Walter Payton who can sure. vault over that exactly. line and. And uh, get you the touchdown that way. Black tie. Yeah. All right. I'll go Eddie Lacy. I'll find. I'll oh, stay. he switched. I'll stay oh, with you it. Switch. I'm just because I because I don't like the. Uh, he went the, audible. I it was wanna... horrible going Levy and Bell first, and even worse. Levy and Bell is go. I, well, so what? I, this isn't like we're not playing chess. If I take my fingers off the piece, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, too late for me to change. I can change. Where this is a mock, fella. Oh, come on. All right. Go ahead, Black. All right, for me, like I said, I would have grabbed Calvin at three, but I'm going to grab him here at six. Again, I'm a little bit worried because they have Golden to take down. They have Eric Ebron. They have other options that would make that offense in general greater and might not always go to Calvin. But, again, I think Calvin is a once-in-a-generation type talent. I think every year for the next two, three years, he's just going to keep opping his game and keep doing more and more. So I'm going to put my money here on Calvin and say he has another spectacular season. Well, on NFL.com, you can track down our most recent instant debate, which was which will be the most prolific NFL offense this season. I went with the Detroit Lions. I, You know, listen, if I had to – there are ma- many different ways you can go. There are legitimately, I think, 10 or 12 candidates to really be just about unstoppable this season in the NFL. I mean, I really don't know how. Detroit, Green Bay, Denver. Chicago – Denver, um, New England in all likelihood. you got to stay healthy, but yeah. Right. Um, San Francisco's offense ought to be just gangbusters. Mm -hmm. Seattle, if Percy Harvin is healthy, and even if he's not, they've been awfully productive. By the way, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, now we're reaching a stage of him. The the narrative on him is that he's a game manager, but of course he's anything but. Look up his numbers and and see if you stand by I don't think he's a game manager. But that's the way people categorize him, that Mm. this is a run and defense team and Russell Wilson just has to not turn the ball over. That's pretty inaccurate. Yes, Black Tide. Hey, I'm Russell Wilson, and I throw a sexy deep ball. Don't forget, this year I think it takes a step even further, and that playbook is going to open up and look out for Russell. All right. I mean, listen, if he has Percy Harvin for 16 games. That's the caveat. Harvin's got to stay healthy because if not, uh, their wide receivers are not very good. I, I, I like I like Jermaine Curse and Doug Baldwin, but neither one of those guys are ones. That, I mean, that really is quite a thing when Sidney you think Rice about Rice retired. That. Harvin yep. goes down. You're looking at a questionable core of receivers there. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, you really highlight that. You know, I'm th- I was thinking about Doug Baldwin earlier this week specifically and that he obviously fills in the Golden Tate, and you can go back and – you can go back and listen to the podcast that we did earlier this week with Golden Tate. Um, brighter days lay ahead for him say, uh, lined up next to Calvin Johnson. Too soon for Calvin Johnson, or do you like the move? No, I'm I'm going running back. You know me. I Calvin – We'll go that early in a PPR league. We're doing a standard league uh, here. That's just my strategy, though. That's what just th- my strategy. Okay, so so Black Tie does that. Mm-hmm. Now, see, here's where it gets murky. I So I went back on and I said Eddie Lacy at number five. Right. So then we go Calvin Johnson. Now mm-hmm. we're back to you. My guess is – can I guess who you're going to say Yeah, here? you know who I'm going to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I'm going to take Marshawn Lynch. The holdout was a week, if that. So I don't care I'm about not that. I'm worried about that. I, listen, I know about the carries and the touches over the last three years. He's had a lot of work. 
But I've talked to Michael Robinson, who was the one who broke the news about the holdout in the first place, and he told me that from everything he's heard from camp, he looks awesome. Lynch right. looks great, and I still think he has one good year left in him. Remember, when he started his career in Buffalo, he ended up falling out of favor there, and they started using was Willis McGahey at that point, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a lot of carries. And then he went to Seattle, and if you remember, his first year in Seattle didn't have a lot of carries either. So it's been only like the last three years where he's seen a lot of work. I think I've got one more good year coming out of Marshawn Lynch, and remember, he's he's likely to be on the market in, in 2015, so he's got a little well, that's, motivation Well, that's, there. to me, what creates the conundrum now. If you're Seattle, if you're Pete mm-hmm. Carroll, are you now – thinking 2014 is our last go-round with this guy. Let's get every last uh, ounce that he's got and bang him. Or are you trying to – because I could conceivably see the Seahawks obviously considering themselves a contender once again come January. Let's keep Marshawn nice and fresh, or as fresh as we can keep him through the regular season – and work in Kristen Michael as much as possible and so on. I could see that being their uh, their mentality, Even too. in that case, Lynch has got to see 300 touches. They've got 300 to, touches is they, a ton. They, they've, got to get, they've got to get to the point where they are going to make the playoffs. Remember, they're in a tough division, and I don't think you can baby Marshawn Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch doesn't want to be babied. He's an old-school running back who wants the football 20 times a game. Uh, also... Be wary of the guys that are bangers. You know, the, the again, the, the guy, you think of physical runners, you think, well, they're, you know, hurting, they're ba- beating up defenders. But mm-hmm. over the course of time, that has attrition on the banger. Earl Campbell, the best example of that. Sure. The Earl Campbell syndrome, those guys burn out more quickly. The one weird caveat to that was Jerome Bettis, that he had a long career, but most of the guys that run physically tend to peter out more quickly. Yes, Black Tie. No, it's on you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now we're going. So you go motion. Oh, I, that's right. So it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. You've already taken away. All right, so now I am going to go Levy and Bell. Exactly. Now Levy and Bell makes sense here to me. The only consideration for me, too. Arian Foster. I talk a lot about the Jenga effect that if you, for setting aside quarterbacks in the NFL, there are certain players on certain teams that if you take them out of the equation like a Jenga piece, the whole thing will implode. Sure. I think Arian Foster last year is potentially proved himself to be that Jenga piece for the Houston Texans. I think they could even survive Andre Johnson having walked away this offseason better than they would Arian Foster not being available again. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm tempted to go Arian Foster here. He's got this injury and he's not practicing right now and O'Brien's not telling us what it is. Everyone's speculating that it's a hamstring. But so that's a player that you have to keep an eye on because if he can play 14 games or more, he's going to produce top 10 fantasy numbers. The but other, the, yeah. that injury already, you got to watch out for that. And Jimmy Graham is very interesting to me here. But I'm going to go Levy and Bell, and I'll say one more point about this, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll set aside the Homer talk. I think Mike Munchak, just like certain players, Golden Tate isn't a bona fide number one wide receiver, but if you slot him at number two, he'll be more productive. Same thing with coaches. There are certain guys who rise to a level to be a head coach. They run the operation. Other guys are better suited as coordinators North or Turner. position coaches. Wade there are, Phillips. There are a lot of guys who who, who fit that description. Mm-hmm. Marvin, uh, you know, I mean, there are, there are plenty of guys who, who probably. Scott Linehan, another one. I mean, yeah, it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. That, that's the book on uh, Rob Ryan right now is that he sure. probably doesn't sure. uh, cut the figure. But anyhow, point is, 
I think Mike Munchak maybe shouldn't have been a head coach or at least wasn't ready for it in that situation in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But making him the O-line coach in Pittsburgh, you watch. This season, They are going to, that position is going to go from one of a weakness to a strength. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to do it a lot. I think so, lot. too. As long as they stay healthy on that line, they're going to be fantastic. Yeah. I think Levy and Bell's in store for a good one. I do, too. So next up is Black Tide now. All right, for this, again, I, I, there's some running backs here, but I'm not too sure about him. Arian Foster, obviously, with that injury, he, does, he has these questions at the times where he seems like he wants to retire. He's a different kind of dude. I like Arian Foster, but I can't trust him with this pick. I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy Graham. Um, he's essentially you know, the red zone target, especially with Darren Sproles being out of uh, New Orleans. I, I, I think Jimmy Graham's going to get those targets. He's going to be healthy now. He wasn't healthy at the end, towards the end of last season, I think the Saints are going to have a really, really crazy offense. I'll tell you what. The idea that we have reached a place, and this is something we've talked about for a long time now, Fabiano, mm-hmm. is that running backs are – it's hard to find two good running backs. This is the first year I can think of where you're, there are not ten dependable running backs. There are, there are not even as many nope. as ten running backs. You used the word murky. That was perfect. You're not going to find – I mean, you're, you're going to be in fantasy football, and there's a decent chance you're not going to even have one good running back on your <laughs> roster. It's weird. I mean, last year. But how that transition's going to work out and how your fantasy team's going to do. Monty Ball, DeMarco Murray, guys like that. I mean, mm-hmm. like those are – Gio Bernard, I guess, is that level. I would go – that would be my next running Gio. back. But after that, man, I DeMarco Murray, DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews. I think this might be Murray's year. I think this might be a year he stays healthy. Based I mean, on what? He hasn't I been just, healthy ever. I agree. I just think this is a year, year that, yeah, he had a good first year, bad second year, career, I think. Uh, or, uh, career year, uh, year across the board. Kind yeah, of maybe that line will be better. Oh, that line's going to be awesome. And the Cowboys are going to score. And I'll give you another little nugget on, on DeMarco. Scott Lanahan's offense last year produced two running backs who were in the top 17 in fantasy points. Reggie Bush, Joyke Bell, and Lance Dunbar is no Joyke Bell. Murray's going to get some burn. He's going to catch some passes. He had 53 catches last year. That's I like okay. Good. So so the so the wise pick. So have we taken Aaron Arian Foster off the board then? No, no. he's not. He's so number 10 Fabs. That would I, feel I, like a steal then. I'm right going to go 10? with Arian Foster at number 10. Um I, I, I want to be able to change my mind in a few weeks if he's still not practicing or playing in any preseason games. But I think he has one more good year left. Uh, he's 28 years old. He didn't play much last year, coming off the back, of course. But everything that we've heard has been positive in terms of the back surgery and his recovery from it. And the, the Texans have nobody else. Uh, Andre Brown, I mean, he was okay last year, but his yards per carry average was awful. And Foster's versatile. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. O'Brien likes to use his running backs, both as runners and receivers. If Foster stays healthy again for 14 games minimum, he's going to be a top 10 running back in fantasy. This could be his, his swan song from a fantasy perspective. Mm. But I like him, but there is a level of risk. And Dave used the word murky. That's where we're at right now. We're in murky waters when you're talking about the first round, at the end of the first round with these running backs. More than more than I can recall. Reward I might all over the place. Probably if you talked to me any August over the last ten years, I would have said the same thing. But really, am I? Yes. Uh, uh, this is this is how as many difficult first round picks to last year. Busted? You could you A could ton. pretty much go on cruise control for two rounds, right? You could most years you can just sit back and. To just check off the names, and they'll go pretty much in the order, and it'll be a collective list. Everybody has pretty much the exact same names. Think of all the first run busts among running backs last year. There's always Trent one Wiseheimer, CJ Spiller, uh, Ray Rice, Arian Foster because of the injuries. There's a ton, and so every one of those guys is coming into this season with question marks. 
You're the wrong guy to talk to. We talked about it the last time. Uh, I encourage you to dig up uh, the last time Fabiano was in here a couple weeks ago. And we debated quarterbacks, where to take them. Fabiano um, holding fast at uh, with his opinion. Wait on quarterbacks. It is hard to argue with. Um, so no. So we go without. Uh, we go through the first round without any quarterbacks being taken here. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Most fantasy leagues will see Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers go probably at the back end of the because first people round. like names and they saw the production. Uh, but just keep in mind, no quarterback in the history of the NFL not named Drew Brees has gone five thousand yards back to back seasons or forty touchdown passes back to back seasons. And if Peyton comes out and throws for forty five hundred yards and forty touchdowns, which is awesome, it's a huge downgrade from what he did last year with almost fifty five hundred yards and fifty five touchdowns. Just keep that in mind when you're drafting. Okay, now you go. You keep it in mind and make the 11th pick. You've just now taken Arian Foster at 10. Mm-hmm. Who are you coming back with? Uh, Des Bryant. I go wide receivers in the second round, and I love Des. Again, I mentioned What about Lenny Tony had... Romo's inability to throw the deep ball? Uh, well, it's early. Let's see. what This is why you don't do drafts in the beginning of August. You wait until the end. I want to see him in a few preseason games. Right now, I'm thinking Romo's going to be fine. I'm going Dez. Who is Scott Linehan coached? Okay. Randy Moss, fantasy stud. Torrey Holt, fantasy stud. Calvin Johnson, the best wide receiver in fantasy. And the Cowboys defense is going to stink this year, which means... Lots of garbage time points from Tony Romo and Des Bryant. I think Des is going to have a huge season. All right, I'll come back with Gio Bernard here. I, I think love he's Gio. A, he's a I good love pick him. here. I love him. All right, Fabiano. We got uh, we got through twelve, but uh, we'll wrap it up here. Let's uh, let's keep on kibitzing about fantasy as uh, the season draws closer and closer. It's very exciting times. Oh yeah, man! I can't wait. I've got. 10 drafts in this uh, in this next four-week period. There he goes, everybody. The great Michael Fabiano, of course, NFL.com slash fantasy, NFL Fantasy Live starting up on August 11th at NFL.com. Then once the regular season gets going on NFL Network, you'll find it uh, seven days a week, six days a week. Six days a week. Excellent. Go get him, Fabiano. Always thanks a for, pleasure, my thanks, friend. Thanks, fella. Take yep. good care. There he goes, Michael Fabiano. Boy, I didn't realize black tie. That uh, that there are like six or nine viable running backs in all the NFL this year. Boy, oh boy, running backs. There really are just not. There are maybe nine or ten decent running back choices this year. Everything else is a crapshoot. Talk about a crapshoot. Andrew Wiggins now goes up to Minnesota. Let's talk about that for a second here. The news is uh, Kevin Love, and you said that this is the right move, Black Tie. I've since come around to your side of things because I realize that LeBron James is mortal. And he is not going to play at this level for the next 10 He's years. He's on a no-carbs diet. I saw that. I don't That's know weird. what gives a I'm that, on a no-carbs diet, too. You don't see me announcing it on Twitter. What the heck? Well, I wonder <laughs> I wonder why you don't. Because look at all the attention LeBron's gotten. What would young Kobe get if he announced on, uh, on Twitter? Um, I like this move now, the more I think about it, because LeBron probably only has three or four years left at this level and waiting for Andrew Rigg- Wiggins to get in that direction for the ne- over the next two or three years. I still might have waited a little bit. Understandably, they can't wait. But I, in an ideal world, I would have waited maybe a couple of months, maybe to the trade deadline to see what Wiggins is. But, you know, I understand why they had to do it for sure. I, I mean, this is going to be an atrocious defensive team, though. It is. that Plus, also, everyone except LeBron, guys who miss significant time, Virgil, Love, Kyrie Irving, those guys are not healthy. Like, what if that doesn't work out? They don't want I mean they have old veterans, but that's that's going to be tricky. I still I mean, listen, the idea that they're not going to win the East, I I'm talking in the playoffs. I don't know who's going to win more regular season games, 
But, you know, again, I keep saying, if you're not an NBA guy, Tristan Thompson is a nice piece that's going to be coming off the bench for this team. Um, you know, Kyrie Irving will figure it out. He's a talented guy. He'll be a good catch-and-shoot guy. And the idea that Derrick Rose, oh, yes, well, the, uh, the Bulls are definitely better than they are. Well, that's contingent on Derrick Rose playing like he did the last time we saw him. Um, for any length of time, and that was quite some time ago. Anyway, an exciting trade. I'd like the thing I say is this, Black Tie. We can debate whether Michael Jordan or LeBron James is the greater NBA player. Not a debate, but go ahead. Well, listen. If LeBron wins two titles in Cleveland, then I think uh, you might change your opinion yeah, on that. It's not a debate. Either way, whichever player is better, we can talk about, and we'll leave that one going. But the better GM is LeBron. You know. You don't even see player coaches anymore, and LeBron jumped right over that. Is the GM basically of all GMs? Consider he orchestrated the Miami Heat situation and won two titles there, and now has done the same thing. He rebooted it and did it again. Now he's got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, and he swung the deal. There's no way he goes to Cleveland without knowing in advance, as you can tell by the letter, that he doesn't list Andrew Wiggins and uh, Anthony Bennett intentionally knowing that they're a part of a deal. He's moving those pieces before he even agrees to go to Cleveland. He's a master GM. What uh, One of the things about LeBron that most people don't know, apparently he's like really smart. But I mean, bigger question here is, is he the most powerful man in sports ever? Like, has there ever been a period in time where this one guy just controls the league, the team, the league, and like even like crossover to NFL, like he shows up at Browns practice and like everyone like stops what they're doing it's and amazing. take photos with them. It's a like, remarkable he's thing. a rock star even amongst other rock stars. I, it's, uh, it's a great question how to evaluate that. I mean, John from an NFL and unlike Kobe, he's loved. Like he's admired. I mean, Kobe does have fans too, but like you know, Kobe always, also has those guys that don't want to play with him here and there. Post, and there. post playing careers, off the top of my head, or at least uh, current guys. Ozzie Newsom and John Elway have have put together some some nice situations. Ozzie Newsom probably even better than John Elway because he's done it over the long haul. The Ravens are almost always relevant um, under his watch. But yeah, NFL could anybody, including Peyton Manning, there are more pieces to play with and everything. But could what could this be the start of a new? thing in pro sports of guys trying to orchestrate this you know the Miami Heat thing was poo-pooed because of the stuff around it the the show in the you know not one not two not three all that jazz was so poorly received that it covers up the what happened there the personnel maneuvering could an NFL team could an NFL a couple of superstars say let's both go here and dominate uh, the NFL? I wonder if that's what the Broncos did. Anyway, it's an interesting uh, 21st century phenomenon, and good for LeBron on uh, getting go uh, getting to uh, to write his own ticket there. So that's that. Then good stuff from uh, Cordero Patterson. Thanks to him for the time. Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. Black tie. We have anything on the uh, ledger for next week? The return of handsome Hank. He's been uh, traveling the world. He'll be back with us. We have a packet from New Zealand that we need to get the opening. Okay, and, and, we, then, and we also have to uh, continue our uh, our divisional previews. The, the season's going to be here before you know it, Black Tie. We better get on this thing and get uh, through all the divisions here. And really, because we, we have to target when we're going to do our official preview and our official picks and everything else we got to do all that stuff so uh be on the lookout for that in the meantime we'll definitely be back early next week with some reaction from uh from week one of the preseason and we will also oh also make sure you check out uh, track down nfl now get the app on your uh, on your 
iPhone or on your whatever phone you have. Samsung. I don't understand iOS versus all that stuff. My brain goes fuzzy. iOS. Isn't that what it's called? iOS. iOS. I don't know what it's called. Don't you see? Blue Ivy knows what it's called. I don't know what it's called. Leave me alone. I'm going to go. Going to watch preseason football a little bit this weekend. We'll be back on the other side of it to review it all and preview it all for you in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.